Thanks for joining us for the God's Word Gives Hope podcast. This episode is a favorite of ours, and because we loved it so much, we wanted to share it again with you. Even if you've listened before, we believe that God will bring new growth. This episode is from our Dead to Me series. We will be back August 7th with brand new episodes with verses that we know are going to connect to your life in profound ways. For now, sit back and enjoy. Welcome to the God's Word Gives Hope podcast, where we are passionate about connecting His Word to your life. This podcast provides opportunities to further feed your soul or simply be replenished by listening. We are glad you're here. Welcome back to week two of our series, Dead to Me, where we're continuing a conversation that is out of Colossians 3. Now, if you missed last week, I highly recommend listening to it. But Janae, give the quick idea behind the name of the series. All right. So dead to me is a phrase that is pretty popular right now, and it's in reference to when people want to cut off a relationship. But we use the phrase in reference to destructive behavior. So I'm going to reread verse five from chapter three from last week, and it says, put to death, therefore, whatever in you is earthly, fortification, impurity, passion, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. So we talked about how those things needed to not exist in our life, and we needed to treat them as such. We also talked about the power of what we set our mind on and how that helps and plays into putting to death these other things. Great. So that feeds really easily into verses 1, 3, and 10 from Colossians 3, which reads, Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven. For you died to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. Put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. So since you have been raised, this word since that starts off our passage is really important. It's like using the word because you have been raised, not if you've been raised or maybe this thing is going to happen. There's no wiggle room here, people. As believers, we have been raised to new life in Christ. So since this is our existence, we are to set our sights on the realities of heaven because according to this verse, we are dead to this life. We no longer live here. So let's talk about the hidden life with Christ. Now, Janae, at first glance, I think someone could read this and think, okay, my new life is hidden and that's something that I kind of keep quiet and it's put away or to the side. Is that what hidden means here? No, it's far from it. Hidden here is what God is doing through Christ inside of us. Isaiah chapter 45, verse 3 says, I will give you hidden treasures, riches stored in secret places, so that you may know that I am the Lord, the Lord God of Israel, who summons you by name. The hidden treasures stored in secret places is a reference to the work of what happens inside of us when we invite Christ into our lives. So that what is hidden in Christ means Christ is doing a work inside of us. 
But oftentimes we become discouraged. Mm. We we want to be further than we are, and we focus on how the the track record, and it's not much progress has not been made, right? Mm-hmm. And I get that. And that is where humility comes into play into our lives is we realize how because of Christ, God doesn't look at those things. Mm. Someone needs to hear this. God sees the beauty in us because of Christ. He sees in that hidden place inside of our heart, he sees a whole person, a forgiven person, one of his precious children that he values and loves more deeply than we can imagine. And as it says in verse 3, this is where our real life comes from, that hidden place. I love that. So I think sometimes we can focus a little bit on the negative of some of these verses. We talk about putting to death, but if we stop after that, we're stopping too soon. Because in verse 10, it says that we are to put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. So we've put to death these things, but now that's cleaned the house. That's left space for this new nature that we are receiving from Christ to grow and blossom within us. You know, last week we talked about setting our minds on something, but what if what we set our minds on is the idea of knowing God because understanding God, that is like foundational to our ability to thrive in this world. So Janae, when we talk about who God is, what is a characteristic of God that speaks to you that you put your mind on? Well, I would like to talk a little bit about God is good because I've been taught this all my life and I've heard it and we sing songs about it. But recently God has shown me how I didn't believe that God is really good. Mm. And he wanted to show me that. In Exodus chapter 34, verse six, it tells us that the Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abounding in goodness and truth. So not only is God good, he overflows with goodness. This is hard to take in when you don't feel you're experiencing the goodness of God or you you don't see him at work. It doesn't Mm. appear that way. And this is where setting my mind, and when we think about setting our mind, what comes to my mind, I'm a very visual person as far as learning, is I think of cement and setting something in cement gets very solid, secure, and it is not going anywhere. So I know that I need to work more on setting my mind, believing that God is good. And as I set my mind in that, it becomes powerful. The word tells me, his word tells me that God is always at work on my behalf. And as I began to grow in my understanding of this, I began to see how anything he allows me to endure mm. will serve me and glorify him in the end. And that is tough, but it pours strength into me as I put to death the things that don't need to be a part of my life and I keep moving forward. That's great. 
So what about you, Amy? Is there a characteristic of God that you have drawn on in the past or maybe currently drawing on? Oh, I love I love studying the characteristics or the names of God because a lot of times God is named something based on a characteristic. Right. Um, El Roy, you know, the God who sees. Um, so I, I love, this has always been something that I've enjoyed studying because when I became a believer. But um, to me, something that I've really grown in appreciation and understanding of recently is God is unchanging. Now, they, that may not sound as exciting as some of the other characteristics, like God is love, God is sovereign. Um, and those are both amazing. But to me, the idea that God is unchanging speaks so loudly, that God is the same yesterday and today and forever. So that means that the God who dealt gently with me when I was struggling and new in my faith, this is the same God who will meet me in my current difficulties. Yes, you know, if I can interrupt right here, I, I just come, what comes to my mind is um, where we are right now <laughs> in our culture and our society of change coming out of COVID and all the politics, mm-hmm. all the unrest. Mm-hmm. There seems like, you know, the way we work now is changing, always changing. School is changing. And that is a lot. So to know, it just resonates with me as you're speaking, how I have someone secure, unchanging, solid, I can count on him. Yes, exactly. And the word tells us God is unchanging. Jesus also said in John 14, 9, that if you've seen me, you have seen the Father. So when we want to see the nature of our unchanging God in like day-to-day interactions, we can look to the way Jesus interacted with people, knowing that that is the same way God has and will interact with people. So when Jesus dealt with the brokenhearted and cared for them so well, or when he noticed and cared for the woman who reached through the crowd to touch the hem of his garment, his heart for the lost people, that is who God is too. And that same God sees me. The same God who created all of this beautiful creation that we live in and we're enjoying, that same God calls me to enjoy the place he's put me in, not just suffer through it. But my unchanging God knows that my circumstances are crazy, but that he is not. He is stable and the same and secure. So when I find myself believing that this life is miserable or that God must not care anymore, I have to stop and remind myself, God is unchanging. There is no shadow of change in him. So what I'm thinking and believing has to be wrong. Yeah, I love that. I love, we don't have to worry about what mood God is in. Yes, he's not going to come in and be PMSing. Yes, (laughs) he is stable and secure. Well, I believe that there is something that pulls us away from believing and focusing on the truth of who God is. And apparently the Colossians struggled with this too. We would call them labels today. We over-identify with who we were before Christ. Mm instead of allowing him to put on that new nature, give us new identity. And we still allow those things to speak into our lives. So let me reread verse 10, and then I'm going to read verse 11. Put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. Then in verse 11, it says, in this new life, 
It doesn't matter if you are Jew or Gentile, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbaric, uncivilized, slave or free. Christ is all that matters, and he lives in all of us. So there's a great dichotomy there, like what doesn't matter and what matters. See, this is in direct opposition to what our world says. We are people that we highlight who are your people? Where are you from? Your economic status? What skills do you know? What you own and what owns you? But our verse clearly says that there is one thing that matters. So it doesn't matter if you live in the country or in the city, or if you were born on American soil or in another country. It doesn't matter if you work for Fortune 500 companies or you're looking for a job right now, or if you're a man or a woman. In Jesus Christ, the entire playing field has been leveled. We are all his and he lives in us. And that is what matters. And that's where our real life comes from, that hidden place in Christ. I wonder for those listening, what have you made matter too much? What label do you need to put to death? Oh, that's a great question. And I think that's something we need to sit with. So is there anything else you want to leave with the listeners? They're going to be thinking about this. I would just challenge us to grab a hold of a characteristic or name of God that would speak to our current situation. What will help you build strength, pour courage into you as you fill the space created from putting destructive behaviors to death? If you don't even know where to start to find a name or a characteristic of God, head to godswordgiveshope.com because this week's post has a list and certainly it's not exhaustive because we can name characteristics of God until eternity, but it will help you get started. Also keep listening because there are two more episodes in our Dead to Me series coming up. Now to leave you with a blessing. May the God of all comfort comfort you today. May you feel his presence in new and tangible ways. May your mind be stilled by his words. May you remember that he is abounding in goodness and is trustworthy and true. That the same God who created the hummingbird and the willow tree in your mind is able to carry you through today. Peace be with you. The connecting doesn't have to stop here. We would love to have you join us at the God's Word Gives Hope blog to go deeper with the verse we discussed today. If you would like to learn more about life and leadership coaching with Janae, visit JanaeShatleyCamp.com. Finally, we would love a chance to talk with you more. Find us on Instagram or Facebook. All of these links are posted in the About Us on our podcast.